here. And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on You've just tuned in to the only health and fitness show in central Alberta. My name's Drew Tadia. True Forms Fitness Expert. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. What's on the agenda today? Only the most controversial show thus far. I'm going to tell you the truth about milk. You're not going to want to miss out on that. We have part two of the ugly eight food ingredients to avoid. And I'm going to tell you about how True Form and this community are making small steps to a healthier future. All that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. This segment brought to you by Shoppers Drug Mart. All right, in this segment, we're talking about milk, that white gold. Let's start off with some staggering facts, because I like facts. Milk is easily the number one allergen. Could that be more clear? I bet many of us haven't heard that one before. 33 million Americans are allergic to milk, and this number is growing. 60 million people in North America are lactose intolerant. First of all, I want to make it clear, there's nothing wrong with milk. Milk's a nutrient-rich food we can all benefit from. Unfortunately, in our day and age, and how we process just about every food we can possibly justify, or try to, milk is no different. More particularly, I'm talking about pasteurization. This big idea started in 1773, but didn't come to North America until 1802. The main idea was to extend shelf life. That's right, shelf life. So the food industry trying to figure out ways to extend the life of food being their main concern instead of our health isn't a new thing, even though most of us are just trying to understand additives like MSG. The biggest problem with pasteurized milk is that through the processing stage, it's heated at high temperatures, which as we know, kills the nutrients in food. The nutrients being ruined more specifically in milk is the enzymes. One being the lactase, which of course our bodies need to break down lactose, and the other being the decrease of 50% of available calcium. We'll come back to calcium shortly, but let's explain lactose to those who aren't exactly sure what it is. Lactose is basically the sugar naturally present in milk. Lactase is the enzyme that breaks down the milk sugar, or lactose if you're still with me. So as you can tell in the pasteurizing stage or heating stage is where we run into most of our problems. The other problem is we don't necessarily naturally produce this enzyme. So if it's not in the milk, our bodies have trouble breaking it down. Carolee Bateson Koch, doctor of chiropractic and naturopathy, states in her book, Allergies, Disease in Disguise. Most people stop manufacturing lactase between early childhood and adolescence. That's why 70% of the population is lactase deficient. She goes on to say lactose intolerance is the most common cause of bloating, gas, abdominal cramping, and diarrhea. Bedwetting is something many parents deal with. Carolee states that being allergic to milk is the main reason this happens, as the body is allergic, can't handle the lactose, and the bladder suffers a side effect, or the parent with the wet bed. If our bodies can't break down a substance, it means we're not using the nutrients it offers. Of course, there's vitamin D and calcium, as the industry's biggest claims. Let's say there is actually these nutrients in the product after the pasteurizing stage. A good question to ask ourselves is how does our body use the nutrients if we can't break it down? One of the biggest things we've heard growing up is milk keeps our bones strong. My favorite one I'll never forget from childhood, milk does a body good. Then they would have a child growing up to be a strong athlete, tall with muscles, and usually good looking for good measure while he's drinking a glass of milk. Brendan Brazier, a triathlete and author of The Thrive Diet, 
who I've talked about before on the show, had some good words about milk that I really like. He said, in the 1900s, the dairy industry had to convince people to drink another mammal's milk. Not only did they do that, but they convinced us it's healthy. I couldn't agree more with this statement. One of the reasons I stopped drinking cow's milk wasn't because I learned about the health issues. It was because it didn't make sense. Why are we the only mammals to drink another mammal's milk? Any idea? Anyone? It didn't add up to me. Something was missing. So before I did extensive research, I decided to cut it out of my diet. Myself and a client of mine often argue about who's right over this food or that, who himself is quite knowledgeable about nutrition. So he asked me why I didn't drink cow's milk. Before I went on about pasteurization, I told him because it didn't make sense. So we had a bet. He said he was going to research and let me know if he could find another mammal that regularly drinks another mammal's milk. We had a good laugh when he came back and said cats, being kittens, were the closest he could find. And also through his research of what milk does to the body, he was actually contemplating not drinking cow's milk himself. Then, of course, there's calcium. After all, we needed to keep our bones strong, right? How about this statistic? The top five countries with osteoporosis are also the top five dairy-consuming countries. It doesn't make much sense to me. How about some more facts? Cup-for-cup quinoa has more calcium than milk does. Sesame seeds, hazelnuts, and almonds, cup-for-cup, have more milligrams of calcium than cow's milk, and sunflower and walnut seeds are only slightly less. Sardines, because of their bones, easily have much more milligrams of calcium per cup. And only three ounces of salmon compares quite closely to the calcium measured in cow's milk. I'm not going to go into exercise at this point about how we can make our bones stronger, but that alone certainly has no allergen side effects. It really is a fascinating subject. Let's say it's not such a serious subject. Let's say people aren't afraid to talk about it. And let's say the government doesn't have such a tight grip on it. Let's say milk doesn't cause allergies like itchy eyes, runny nose, diarrhea, and bloating to name a few. Let's say there are no harmful effects to our health, but it wasn't really good. Seriously, what an astounding thing for an industry to do. Convince millions of people that something's normal and good for you. That would be like the government convincing us that there's nothing wrong with a few corporations controlling the seed industry. Or more clearly, our food. Oh wait, that's a bad example. When I bring the subject up, heads turn. People quiet down, walk away, and mutter, that might not be such a good idea. Seriously? We shouldn't know? We shouldn't know the facts and talk about it? We don't live in Germany with the Secret Service. We should be heard, and each one of us should know what's going on. I understand some of us are embarrassed. I understand some don't want to believe we've been misled. We pushed milk on our kids. We've believed maybe untrue statements as a society for over a hundred years. Isn't it time to make a change? In our growing age of technology, we will be known as the most advanced age the earth has ever seen. But as we look at the rise in obesity, in children, mind you, the rise in prescribed medication, the decrease in activity, and increase in disease as a whole, no one wants to look at clear facts sitting right in front of us. I, for one, would be embarrassed to be a part of a society that has all this technology and all this knowledge and pretend I don't know why our health is at risk every day. All right, here we go with part two of Rockin' Rick's Ugly Eight Food Additives You Want to Avoid. This segment brought to you by the CLC Fitness Center. Moving on to high fructose corn syrup. This is a cheap alternative to cane and beet sugar. It sustains freshness in baked goods and blends easily in beverages to maintain sweetness. We want to avoid it because it may predispose the body to turn fructose into fat. This increases the risk for type 2 diabetes, coronary heart disease, stroke, and cancer. This is not easily metabolized by the liver. 
Some alternatives are naturally sweet fruits, stevia or honey. Let's move on to artificial colors. Blue one and two is found in beverages, candy, baked goods, and pet food. <laughs> Red three is used to dye cherries, fruit cocktail, candy, and baked goods. We have green three is added to candy and beverages, and yellow six is added to beverages, sausage, gelatin, baked goods, and candy. These are chemical compounds made from coal tar, derivatives to enhance color. And we want to avoid them because they're linked to allergic reactions, fatigue, asthma, skin rashes, hyperactivity, and headaches. So a lot of the times we look at something like a fruit drink or a sport drink, and they have all and these all these unnatural bright colors. Those aren't good for us. If we see colors like that, we should really stay away from them. Number seven is MSG. Now I talked about this is Rick's list. This would be in the top three for me for sure. This is monosodium glutamate. And it's a flavor enhancer used in salad dressings, chips, frozen entrees, soups, and others. It's, you know, it's really in everything. We really have to pay attention to MSG because of so many side effects it has. Common names for MSG, which is staggering to me. They actually, this is one of the few things I've found that they have actually have a list of different kinds of names for this one substance. I'll read off a couple of them here. Glutamate, glutamic acid, gelatin, hydrolyzed vegetable oil, hydrolyzed plant protein, calcium texture protein, yeast extract. There's tons of them. Go ahead and look up MSG and start reading the labels because this is something we really want to stay away from because this may stimulate appetite and cause headaches, nausea, weakness, wheezing. This list goes on. Anemia, change in heart rate, burning sensation, difficult breathing, and it can promote overeating. There's actually something in MSG that turns off our body's ability to know that we have, that we're full and that we've had too much. So we keep eating, which isn't, re isn't good for anyone. And number eight is artificial flavors. Artificial flavors are cheap chemical mixtures that mimic natural flavors. We need to avoid them because they're linked to allergic reactions, hyperactivity and asthma. They can affect enzymes, RNA, and thyroid. So there you have it. These are the ugly eight. These are, we want to stay away from these at all costs. So start reading what's on the packages and make an informed decision. This segment brought to you by Merle Norman. All right, this segment I'm talking about kids. I really feel health and nutrition starts with kids. We could solve so many health problems, so many lifestyle problems if we taught the kids at an early age. Research shows that if we're more active at an early age, we're more likely to be active later on in life. The same with nutrition and food. If we eat better at a young age, we make better food choices when we get older. Sounds like common sense. This isn't groundbreaking research or evidence by any means. So why don't more of us do it? Why isn't nutrition a staple in the school systems? And why isn't being active a priority instead of history lessons? I couldn't tell you. And my goal isn't to attack the school systems or change them. <laughs> Just yet. I believe most of us do the best we can with what we have to work with. And there's a large number of individuals making a big footprint in the health of our youth. But what I do know is so many of us haven't been taught how to eat better. And now later in life, we deal with health issues and lifestyle issues that could have been easily prevented if we had a little knowledge on the subject. If we were taught at a young age, we'd be able to carry on and use this knowledge in everyday life. I'm talking about functional, sustainable knowledge that we use every day. So many things we learn we forget. It's the truth, isn't it? If we're not using it in everyday life, we tend to lose it. Which is why I teach lifestyle adjustments to my members and clients instead of diets to drop pounds quickly. I talk with people all the time about food and nutrition who've never been taught themselves. It's no one's fault, really. We did the best we could growing up. We tried to make better choices. Of course, we don't always get clear facts or the truth when it comes to food, but our parents always had our best interest in mind. I honestly believe it's no one's fault. 
So instead of blaming parents, blaming the industry, or anyone else we can think of, let's take it out of everyone's hands. That could be the problem. Let's put the burden, if you will, on the individual. Let's give knowledge kids can use for the rest of their lives. To me, that's real teaching. So that's exactly what I did. What I did was ask Rick Kohut, owner of Health Street, if there's a way we could offer kids some healthy options. He came up with chicken pot pies and veggie tacos. All gluten-free, no additives or chemicals. One of the teachers sent an order form home to the parents with actual health food on the list. 13 out of 19 parents ordered. So Rick and I cooked the food for them, hand-delivered, and had lunch with the kids. Rick, being the holistic nutritionist that he is, talked about healthy food, which the kids actually listened to and repeated later in the day. Not only did the kids enjoy the food, but many came back for seconds. I think many times we come up with the excuse, my kid won't eat that, without giving the option. I also feel it's important to note that the food was under $5. So, as I've said many times before, eating healthy isn't always more expensive. I volunteered a couple hours out of my day, a couple hours from my life, and what I got in return could never be substituted with any material possessions. Just a short announcement, True Form Body Fit classes are now closed. I want to thank the members for registering right away and understanding the changes. We're moving forward and getting better every day. You can contact me at trueformlife.com if you're interested in signing up next month. I'd like to personally thank each and every one of you, our casual listeners, and the ones that never miss a show alike. We do this for you, and I appreciate all the comments and support along the way as we quickly approach our 30th show. We'll be right here next week and every Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. I'm True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert in health and fitness for a better world. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com or call 403-510-4915. True Form's programming would not be possible without the support of GDK Gravel, serving Mountain View County. Call them today at 1-877-335-2091.